listening to The Martial Brain, the podcast that explores the intersection between the martial arts, science, critical thinking, skepticism, and that wacky organ that floats inside our skulls in a pool of cerebral spinal fluid, making life unpredictably inspiring, infuriating, and sometimes just batshit crazy. I'm Jeff Westfall for The Martial Brain. Syncope, hypnagogia, barnyard animal behavior, and sex demons. Part 1 There are a lot of reasons to be interested in the study of the martial arts. The one that first attracted me was just how damned cool they were. Now, I grew up in a household where violence and abuse were not uncommon. I became a scared little boy, a terrified slave to the fear of violence, easy meat for bullies and abusers. As I became aware of the existence of a body of knowledge that addressed violence with science, with rationally developed, elegantly executed techniques, in other words, the martial arts, I was fascinated. The martial arts were so cool. They were like powerful magic. And of all the myriad, very cool techniques I've seen in just short of five decades of martial arts experience, by far the coolest, most elegant and efficient of these techniques must be the chokehold. The very act of putting an opponent to sleep with no apparent long-term side effects seems extra magical when compared with all other offensive martial arts techniques, which usually result in some form of physical trauma. It's almost like taking out an opponent with Mr. Spock's Vulcan nerve pinch. So this seemingly magical effect begs the question. What exactly is the mechanism behind the sudden unconsciousness caused by a chokehold? The standard answer given by many instructors is that choking cuts off the flow of blood to the brain. That's not quite true and might also be misleading. Any chokehold targets the carotid arteries, one on each side of the neck, and the vena cava, also one on each side of the neck. So if it's applied well, it certainly will reduce blood volume to the brain. But there are two more major arteries in the neck, the vertebral arteries, that also supply the brain, and they are not, so far as we know, significantly affected by a chokehold. As the name implies, these arteries run next to the vertebrae, where they are protected by bone and lots of muscle. The real answer to the question, what makes a chokehold cause a rapid loss of consciousness, which doctors call syncope, is, we're not sure. But we have it narrowed down to probably one of two hypotheses. One of them claims that the syncope is caused by cerebral hypoxia, which means that the brain isn't getting enough oxygen which, if true, would indeed be caused by a restriction of blood flow to the brain. The other hypothesis is kind of fascinating. It asserts that choking hacks into the baroreceptor reflex. Two episodes back of this podcast, I did one entitled, You Can't Force Balance. It was about the many systems of the body that operate in exquisitely balanced states, 
relying on highly evolved feedback mechanisms to maintain this state of balance called homeostasis. I talked about lots of various systems of the body in that podcast, but one I did not talk about was your blood pressure. It is also carefully maintained in homeostatic balance. Barrel receptors are a vital part of this system. They are sensors inside your circulatory system that detect changes in blood pressure. If your blood pressure were to get dangerously high, it would cause your blood vessel walls to stretch. That stretching is precisely what the barrel receptor evolved to detect. When it perceives such stretching, it sends signals through your vagus nerve to your medulla oblongata, which is part of your brain stem. The signal is then sent to the blood vessels to dilate or expand to a wider diameter. This happens very fast, within the interval of a single heartbeat, and when it does, your blood pressure drops rapidly. The barrel receptor reflex is a very important system for helping to prevent physiological damage from dangerously high blood pressure. If the second hypothesis for why choking makes you pass out is correct, the pressure of the choking arms, legs, or objects along the carotid artery cause the barrel receptor to send its signal to the medulla oblongata, in turn rapidly dropping your blood pressure. When a person whose blood pressure is not high experiences a sudden drop in pressure, instant unconsciousness can be the result. If you've ever stood up too fast and nearly fainted, you have experienced a very similar phenomenon. So in essence, the second hypothesis for what mechanism causes unconsciousness is that the pressure of the choke against the barrel receptor fools the body and brain into perceiving that its blood pressure is dangerously high and thus unnecessarily initiates emergency measures, putting the choked fighter to sleep. I don't know if that's the right answer, but while I keep my skeptical guard up against falling into the trap of motivated reasoning, it would be really cool if it was the right answer. When you are rolling, which is the term of art for sparring in jiu-jitsu, it's not cool to seek to render your partner unconscious. Having said that, many chokeholds are not as painful coming on as are joint locks. This fact alone causes many people to wait longer before tapping out when being attacked with a choke than they might for when they're being attacked with an armbar. I've revived more than a few choking victims who asserted, I thought I was still okay. And then I was waking up. In addition, the quirky human brain which carries as part of it the ego causes some training partners, mostly those who really hate tapping out, to be prone to holding out longer before tapping than they might on a joint lock. So despite the fact that ethical jiu-jitsu players shouldn't seek to render their partner actually unconscious, it's not at all uncommon for unintended chokeouts to occur. I've been choked out myself more than a few times. I've also, unintentionally, choked out my share of training partners, and I've been in the room when a number of other grapplers passed out as well. As a result, I've experienced a sample of choking events, which, while small in the grand scheme of things, is probably a larger sample than most individuals have experienced. There are a number of odd and interesting phenomena associated with being choked out and then returning to consciousness. And I'm going to tell you all about all of them 
in detail next time. Anyway, that's what I think, but I could be wrong. Let me know what you think, and check out old episodes of the Marshall Brain Podcast at my website, rpmartialarts.com. I'm Jeff Westfall for the Marshall Brain. The Marshall Brain is produced by Raging Squirrel Productions in association with the Rising Phoenix Martial Arts Academy. If you like the podcast and would like to help it grow, go to iTunes or Stitcher and give it an honest rating and review. Contact me with questions about the Marshall Brain or about the Rising Phoenix Academy at my website, rpmartialarts.com.